When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glasser coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports, Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that magical five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you could like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports, Fantasy Football, of course, the great folks at, of course, Game Source, and also as well, the wonderful folks at LakersBall.com. Go ahead and check out Joe Soro being angry at the Lakers today, right there for you at LakersBall.com. Plus, our good friends at the Hoopheads Podcast Network, and of course, Lakerholics.com. And if you want your lawn transformed into something much more magical than it is today, please go ahead and check out. Simblades, if you're in the Southern California area, Simblades with a Y dot com. Well, the Lakers coming off a spirited two game winning streak, including that miracle comeback <laughs> in Portland. Also, as well, the Lakers coming off a trade on Monday, getting Rui Hashimura. We did a deep dive for over two hours on the Rui Hashimura trade, which is available right now on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I suggest you check it out, our thoughts on that. It is really was a great conversation with not only our fans, our followers, and everybody out there on Rui Hashimura, What if it's going to be a good fit or not. Hopefully he'll be in the lineup tomorrow because everything looks like all said. He was there on the sidelines tonight in street clothes and – Maybe the Lakers outside of LeBron should have stayed in street clothes too because Joe Soro, my good friend, was predicting a big victory tonight, but unfortunately it was for the Clippers as the Clippers started out hot and uh, held off a LeBron-led one-on-five comeback in the second half. 46 points for LeBron, a truly tremendous performance, nine threes, really was hitting from all ends but unfortunately the rest of the lakers decided for the most part to not show up a terrible performance tonight from Russell westbrook some mental lapses in the fourth quarter when the lakers could have cut it underneath 10 and the lakers unfortunately get waxed by the los angeles clippers making steve Ballmer his usual happy jovial self unfortunately yeah exactly joe that makes me want to vomit when he does that <laughs> 
Unfortunately, the Lakers do lose 133 to 115. And here today to talk about the game and the fact that we need more players, obviously, to go ahead and help LeBron out, especially in games like these, these wasted, awesome performances. He's a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out right there for you when he's here at Lakers Fast Break. First man up, first man here. He's the man-man from Toronto. He just can't get out of Toronto traffic unless he's, you know, obviously there to go ahead and talk about the Rui Hashimura trade. But he doesn't really want to get out of Toronto traffic when the Lakers stink like this. It is Sean Grice, the Magic Man. Great to have you here, my friend. I know Blue Magic was asking for your advice on some uh, cooking tips, as we noted on the playback, playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. You should enjoy our misery, well, that we had. It was some great conversations all over the place. We had some awesome movie conversations, much better than the game conversations at playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. But my friend, it is the Lakers, a truly incredible performance from LeBron. He now has scored 40 against every single NBA team, a truly remarkable statistic. Unfortunately, it was all for naught. It was all for naught, Gerald. And yeah, I, I had happened to see that same statistic a few days ago that he had scored 40 points against every team except one. I'm sure he saw it too, or he knows about it given that the historian he is. Um, I think the best word used to describe tonight is uh, detestable. It was a detestable performance by everybody except LeBron. Um, nobody else was focused tonight. Nobody else looked ready to go except for him. And the expression on his face uh, when he was sitting at the bench <clears throat> with the game out of hand said it all. He was he was truly pissed off. You know, at, t- at times I'm sure he's just overall frustrated with what's going on. He can he can he can play the poker face, but you know when you try and he be, was mad today. Sean. He was he was he was determined. He was determined to keep the Lakers in the game, and he was keeping our heads above water, Gerald. But we just drowned. Because nobody, nobody else, nobody else threw out a life preserver for him. Thomas Bryant had an okay game. Russell Westbrook, yeah, great. I mean, you 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 got your number. Very inefficient. Had several mistakes. Terrible from the free throw line. Winnie Gabriel, terrible from the free throw line. Just simply uh, compounding just, mistakes. Yeah. And when yeah. when you when you don't have the talent that other teams do and you just you're just taking points off the board it's a nightmare yeah it is oh nightmare, and dude. but and i will answer blue magic and let yes. me tell you something there is a secret to making great pork chops and i will share that with him okay fabulous indeed so you two connect on that as far as the great uh, pork chop and beans combination there but also here today to go ahead and talk about what the Lakers didn't do tonight. And they did do as far as playing terrible defense, even when they were letting the Clippers make all those threes. When they finally missed one, the Lakers weren't getting the rebound. Just terrible defensive performance all around. It's a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out as Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. Plus also his awesome company if you're in the Southern California area. Symbolates, symbolates with the y.com. It is Joe Soro and Joe. Great to have you here. Thanks for being on the playback tonight. Some great conversations were had. 
I do want to stress that this, again, when you have LeBron performances like these, when he's got it going it from everywhere, inside, outside, it is truly distressing to see the rest of the Lakers not giving him the help he needs. The current team's construction has borderline starters on it other than LeBron. Even Russell Westbrook is a borderline starter, which he's not. I'm just saying his money says he's a starter. Actually, actually, his money says he's a he's a number one option on a on a title team, but he's not. Great point, Zanger. But my frustration at the beginning of the game was tailored more to the fact that the Clippers, who seem to always play well when they when they feel like playing well, and then they falter when it matters. That's the that's the part that bothers me in these losses is you're playing a Clippers team, despite the talent, that are mentally weak when it matters. You have a coach who had a he was stressed in Cleveland for a, for a very short amount of time mm-hmm. from the pressure. You're losing to these clowns who who uh, who have time management the league into oblivion. Uh, Kawhi Leonard was like the uh, to me is the poster boy of that, right? We we blame LeBron for everything, but Kawhi Leonard is the guy that championed that with that slaphead in in San Antonio, Greg Bof- Greg Popovich, and to 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 skew a little bit from what I'm saying and, and and get to that point is there was a young man from Argentina that that went to the Miami game today, and Miami was playing the Celtics, who was there to watch Jimmy Butler, and Jimmy Butler did not play tonight, and I'm glad. TNT made light of that. And of course, everybody, all the kiss ass guys there, even Shaq, are sitting there trying to make positive about it because he gave him a jersey. Dude, this guy came from Argentina to watch you play. Yeah, nice gesture of a jersey, but why aren't you out on the court? So if you guys think we're the only ones that are noticing this issue, now you know that they actually put something together on TV to show you how how the fans, how those kids Look at look at those guys, and how do you repay them by giving them a jersey? Whatever. Anyways, the Lakers. You cannot expect bench players to play like starters, game in and game out. It's just not being realistic. LeBron James is doing one of two things right now. He's chasing the all-time scoring record in the NBA, and he's chasing a spot that. Only, in my opinion, two other guys have. Uh, And he's always going to be motivated. And it's interesting to see Dwayne Wade at the game, uh, enjoying the game, having a good time, and and, and realizing that this is the the guy that came in. (laughs) Uh, Granted, I know he played in college a few years, but he's been out for a while. But Dwayne Wade came into the league the same time LeBron did. LeBron looks like he just came into the league 10 years ago. So just imagine that. And Dwayne Wade's going to be a Hall of Famer here in a few years. So it's pretty amazing. The more you see things like that, the more you appreciate what LeBron does on the court. And as far as LeBron's frustration, I can I can say that if I had a chance to sit down with LeBron, just he and I in in in, in some you know nice place where we can smoke a cigar and 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 drink some wine. Uh, even though I don't really drink wine with cigars, but you know it's, I know he's a wine guy. Uh, I would really want to know. Uh, where he stands. And I know he wouldn't talk bad about AD, and I, I, I don't really think that's warranted. AD's a good guy. 
Uh, unfortunately, he's brittle, and that's that. But the reality is LeBron needs to be winning championships right now or at least contending for them. And he's not he's not getting that right now. And there's going to have to be some kind of change here at the end of the year to figure that out. And if you want to stay consistent throughout the year instead of constantly going back at this yo-yo back and forth of whether they're going to be great one game and bad one game – you know, there's going to have to be some stability here, and the stability is going to have to come from using the assets you have to get your freaking players that are going to be consistent throughout the year. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I don't feel like that people have done that as much, especially with this international release. You can get it out there right now. I know you can get it out there, but it, it feels like this time last year, people have just been like, oh, you can get you the Here's cell phone version yeah. that was taped somewhere where it's like, you know, shell shaky <laughs> has some dude or some family that's walking right in front of you as they're finding their seat with the popcorn already in hand. You oh, know, come on, that, really? yeah, that version is already available. Yeah. But I mean, like with a mono I, sound. There you go. Oh God. Yeah. That's, that's the worst part. You only get sound in the left ear, yep. not the right ear. Something like that. You can find that version already if you really want it. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do, unfortunately, pull up a turd, which is probably the best way to say it, on the night where they had so much momentum going in. 133 to 115, they lose to the Clippers. They now fall to 13th place. They're back in 13th place in the Western Conference, 22 and 26. Sean, it looks like you are now asked to go ahead and share that recipe now with our entire audience. Maybe you have to go ahead and make a little video out of it, you know, and I'll go ahead and put it on as a short, but it's up to you, my friend. When it comes to the Lakers, though, all kidding aside, you know, there's no room for them to have these awful performances. Joe said it best when he said that he had not seen the Lakers play a really bad game like this in quite some time. I think the best thing I could probably say is that second half in Dallas where they got their butts kicked. I think that's probably the last time I saw them really waxed on the floor. Uh, you could also say the first half in Portland too, but we all know what happened there. We have not seen this bad of a four quarter performance from the Lakers in quite some time. And it came at absolutely the wrong time. These are momentum killers. These are, these are games which actually will put your, all your momentum and get it to a screeching grinding halt. Yeah, that's, that's basically what's happened. See, it, it feels like we're dri we're, we're driving the car, right? We're driving yeah. the car down the road because of our talent issue. Sometimes, the car goes onto the shoulder. Well, you know, you have LeBron James. He can get the car back on the road. However, like you said, Gerald, when you get a flat tire, every time you think you're, you're gassed up, that's a problem. It's a huge momentum killer. It just, and it drains. It's draining because it feels like you have to build all that momentum back up again. And Zenger made a great point, and I agree with her, and I, I had the same feeling as I did on um, the playback. 
that Russell Westbrook uh, pass where he slinged it about 30 yards uh, to half court was just inexcusable. LeBron was positioned to get the ball, but Russell wasn't looking at him and just decided to launch this thing. Then Dennis Schroeder decides that he's going to fumble the fumble the basketball and rather than just fall on it or like uh Mr. Soro astutely pointed out, call timeout. There there there's gotta be some connectivity here with what to do in the in the certain situations and it, it just seems that whether it's losses like this, injuries, they're not clicking together yet. There has to be the click. The click's got to be there. That's right. The click has got to be there. He's got to have that support, especially when he's playing like this, Sean. When he's playing so well, when he's scoring 46 points, and had he stayed in the game or the, been more competitive, he could have easily gone over 50. That would have yes. not been a problem. Uh, yeah, he could have had a double nickel tonight. Yeah, absolutely. But unfortunately, that's not going to be the case as the Lakers lose 133 to 115. Joe, how fast does your you know enthusiasm slip? And for me, for me, and for a lot of Lakers fans, we went from the high and the joviality of what we saw over the course of the weekend, and then leading into Monday's trade. So inspiring. People are are really happy with what's going on. You know, we've got Rui, everybody's liking the trade. They're picking on us because we're trying to be a little bit, you know, uh, uh, analytical as far as how we think Rui may or may not fit. We're, we want to wait and see on Rui, but, you know, people are getting on us, but they're enthused by what's going on with the Lakers. They're enthused that Rob was making a move. Then all of a sudden they pull up a, a really crappy game like this. You can respect your audience. You can respect eyes and ears to, to what you're doing, but you also have to also not care what they, some of the people who are non unrealistic think. Reality is reality. What's going on is what's going on. You can't just be all into your feelings and try to change that. It doesn't work that way. We are going to be excited over a team that wins and we'll talk about the good things that happened during the game and We'll hope that the next game is the same thing. But this is a combination of two things. One is uh, the the back and forth players, which is pretty much 90% of the team, just happened to pick this game in completely sucking. And Russell Westbrook picked this game to probably have his worst game of the year, which is tragic. And LeBron is doing everything he can to will the team to win, but he's got no one else that can help him. And you can't do that when you have a bunch of nobodies on the clip on the Clippers hitting shots out of their rear end nonstop for about three quarters. And then you have the, you know, Paul George, you know, Mr. Paul escort George, uh, you know, he's, he's playing like he's, he's back in Indiana when he was battling uh, LeBron in the Eastern conference finals. It's a recipe for a disaster, and it's been a recipe for disaster for the last 10 games against this no banner, no getting what you need when you need it team. I don't care how bitter I sound. I don't care how mean I sound. I don't care how much of a sore loser I sound like. The Clippers are a clown organization run by Uncle Fester looking mother you know what. 
and you will still it looks be like that. the human version of you a will hot still dog be that you will still be that red and and if you're if your your mantle is to put a winning streak in regular season games against the lakers then then go ahead and do that but in the end taylor swift still has more banners than you in your own building <laughs> so my and by the way taylor swift i want to give the people of, of, of you're gonna like this g i want to give the taylor swift fan base a thumbs up they are bending Ticketmaster over right now. I mean, over, and they ain't going away for a while. So That's what I said on the Cosmos. Good. It, 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 <laughs> gotta, sometimes things work out, man. Sometimes things work out. It, 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 it took this. I mean, Ticketmaster's been a, a, a monopoly for, for so decades. Saying- and then, uh, yeah, it finally took Taylor Swift fans to go ahead and good for them. Get, get the government to notice. Good for them. I hope, uh- I hope everything works out. But go ahead, Dude. Sean. And, and by the way, Sean, as much as I like you interrupting at any point in time, either me or Joe, don't ever interrupt Joe when he's doing his rants because it's a it's a lost cause. I even give up on that, just to let you know. Yes, yes. No, you're right. You're right about that. It's like the my, train has already left head. the station. I lost my head. Choo-choo. Go ahead, my friend. <laughs> I guess there's something going on with in the in the commentary about Norman Powell right now. Well, what did you say that uh he looks like? The sixth man of the year. No, no, the, the Clippers owner. Oh, Uncle yeah. Whenever when he gets really red, he looks like the human version of a hot dog. See, I thought that was good. See, you almost ruined that. You almost didn't get to say that line because Joe was is trying to do his rant. Yeah, no, so Joe was on fire there. I, I apologize, I get, sir. And I wanted to get you your light in the sun there for you. So, my friend, <laughs> it's so. never a planned unleashing. It just starts to come out, and the words and. It's. It would have been. It's better to go on film. No, you're a volcano, Joe. You, I, I. I really. And I want to. I want to say this because you I'll know. Sorrow. I. I try. I try to not curse, uncontrollably. But there's cursing words that fit a certain delivery that do hit. Unfortunately, we can't really do Jim. that here. We can't really do that here because I don't want you know I don't want that to be a problem. You know, there's some of the people are are, are listening to this on the, in, in the car. And they have kids in the car. I don't want this to be a problem, even though we do throw a couple of SHITs in there and ASSs, but those are a little bit less uh, tragic. <laughs> but the, the thing is, we're, we're, there's really no answer at this point on how this is going to end up. What, what's going to end up, what it's, what it's likely going to be is we're going to know after February 9th if they're not going to bring in any legitimate stars or a legitimate difference maker. With all due respect to Rui, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I'm, he's not a difference maker. He's, he's depth. He's a guy that's got size who might shoot well or might not, might play good defense or might not, who might start, who might not. So to me, when you're one of those guys who you don't know what the hell he's going to be, then you didn't really get an impact player. You got a player that's better than Kendrick Nunn, and you gave up some draft picks that likely aren't that important. That's it at this moment. If he turns into Markeith Morris during the 2020 run, cool. But even that, even that, I keep thinking every time somebody says Markeith Morris, that seems to be the word, the, the player I keep hearing about with a lot of these secret or you know, small transactions. I'm like, I keep thinking Markeith Morris throwing the ball in the first row 
in games in game five, <laughs> even though he played well, it's like that's Markeith Morris. He, you know, he's got to have an open shot, and yeah, he'll make it sometimes. But really, what 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 do we we need more than that? <laughs> we need a guy that can actually pass the ball, make layups while making $47 million a year, but we don't have that. Matter of fact, we have a guy that makes $47 million who plays like me right now. If I was to go to the gym at the at the LA Fitness right now, and I'd be throwing balls all over the place, not knowing what's going on because I'm, I'm not in shape for it. And that's a that's a sad thing. That's a sad thing because he, he is taking up two max contracts, essentially, and he's doing twice the negative work of two max contracts. And then you have a bunch of guys who are going to sit here and criticize. I'm not going to criticize Wenyon. I'm not going to criticize Christie. I'm not going to criticize. These guys are not top-tier talent, guys. They're not. These guys are bench players, okay? Thomas Bryant is a, is a borderline starter who is good for two games and then okay for two games and then maybe have a bad game a couple times here and there. That's who he is. We have this no is LeBron. This is LeBron and the Bad News Bears. They, there is a bunch of misfits. That they're not. Misfits. They're not good enough to play consistently, game in and game what out. What did we say a while back? Island of misfit toys. Yes, that's what the the team is with constructed around LeBron, an island of misfit toys. Yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get one of our big guns back on Friday, and we play Saturday. Was it Saturday? It's not yeah, Friday. It's a, it's a Saturday primetime special. Oh, cool! I thought it was Friday. Well, I'm off. I'm off a day. We play Saturday. Uh, I, I I'm looking forward to seeing AD get himself back into shape, and hopefully we can sneak out a win there to make up for this loss because I think we probably end up. I'm I'm going to take a guess here that LeBron's sitting tomorrow, but um, I'm not sure you yet. Called that. You called that last week. Yeah, actually. yeah. and if he does. This that becomes a little bit more interesting in terms of what the results will be there. So we'll have to wait till tomorrow night and hope that they can pull it out without him. It's so funny though that we want, uh, or I'm hearing a lot about. Oh, we want Josh Richardson. Oh, we want Jacopoto. Uh, we no, want uh, no, McDermott. And we're like, okay, what's the record for San Antonio right now? Yeah. No. 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 No, no, we um, we are so desperate for talent. We turned this guy I didn't even hear about until two days ago into the the second coming of Pau Gasol in the trade. Uh, I, I don't. We just want to see if it works, Joe and I. I mean, don't bash us. We just want to see if it works. We're not saying it's a good or bad trade. The we just don't know how he'll Yaka, fit in the Lakers. The only time Jakob Pertle has has had some relevance is when he was fed to the uh, trade Raptor in game of zones. Um, Jay rich. Yeah, he could, he could defend a little, he could run the point a little bit. He can't do that anymore. Not the level that you need. On the I, I want to mention though that you know, LeBron probably is not going to play tomorrow, Joe and and Sean. But uh, as uh, got to be the shoes is updating us. I looked on Twitter right now. Uh, the latest from Mike Trudell on Twitter is that Darman and Ham on the possibility that Anthony Davis, who's been out since uh, you know December, could return tomorrow to face San Antonio. 
once we get our evaluations done in the morning, the possibilities are limitless. So I'll leave that oh, to your imagination. So that okay. So that uh, if AD plays, then that definitely means LeBron. And, and Wojnarowski says, per Dave McMenamin, you know, because they always love to give each other credit, even though we know really know who gets the ends on that. Yes. Uh, he said that big man Anthony Davis will return to the lineup Wednesday versus the Spurs. So. Oh, that's great news. That's great, great news. Um, yeah. Uh, I think Juan. I think Juan Velasquez. He 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 made it happen by saying AD needs to play. Good job, Juan. Well, um, I just spoke it into existence. Can you do me a favor, Juan, and just um, actually now wish and then speak a thirty-game winning streak into existence for the team? I just uh, oh, that'd be great. I just wanted (laughs) a lot of pressure. Sorry, Juan. Piggyback off something Joe was saying because. I think it's important, and I think um, I think uh, it it bears um, conversation. Is that Joe uh, Joe had brought up the um, the uh, issue of the uh, fan coming in from uh, South America to uh, watch his favorite player play Jimmy Butler, and it turns out that uh, Butler sat, and uh, as Joe was saying. Um, TNT uh, gave the story, but then they turned to the panel, and I, I think what's happening, Gerald, and we're seeing a lot more of it, and especially I, I see it, I think other people do, is that, like, for example, what Joe was saying about Shaq, Shaq defending the um, Jimmy Butler signing uh, a jersey for him, that's contempt. That's contempt for fans. It, it it is. It's a low grade contempt, but it's contempt. It's not as bad as some other people like Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless. These people have no respect for the fans. None whatsoever. I re- go ahead, Joe. Please. We I have to. We don't demand it. We don't demand the respect either, and I believe that there needs to be a little bit of a change and maybe this is the grassroots of this. God willing, our show becomes more public, more popular. Uh, this is not going to be a Skip Bayless type fake outrage. Uh, I don't think Stephen A. Smith is a fake outrage, but I think his delivery is kind of played out at this point. Uh, no one really takes him seriously anymore. Uh, I equate it, and I'm sorry if I have to bring this up. Uh, I'm sorry, Jim. Jim just gave a zinger right there. Uh, Anthony Iron Man Davis. That's yeah. <laughs> sorry, Joe. Sorry. But it's it's you know we're at we're at a situation with those who are popular in the industry in terms of commentary and analysts analyzing. I should say is even if you're a let's say a popular news station that veers a certain way, even if you report something legitimately true your credibility is so shot that it doesn't matter they don't look at your what you're saying it's you're just the source has already been determined that oh it's coming from them yeah it might be true but it's coming from them that's the subconscious of people so what's important here to say is you got to start putting the pressure on the guys just just like this i'm telling you man i read this one of the best things I read today was this Taylor Swift thing with Ticketmaster because I'm sitting there I'm like, this is this is what this is what America is about right there. Okay, you got these 
monopolists, right? Is that a right? Is that a word? Monopolists? <laughs> no, it is <laughs> now. You got you got these guys who are who've been who've been running game, and you got a bunch of teeny boppers that come out of nowhere and form at this group and says, uh-uh, you ain't taking Taylor Swift from me. Remember, we got a banner on up, up, up in crypto. The Clippers don't, <laughs> right? She's got a banner in the in the rafters, and the Clippers don't have jack. Okay? So well, here's I, the thing, I think there needs to be pressure on these guys. Everyone is like a Mike Trudell, or there are these clowns who need to make some kind of Joe, attention towards themselves. Joe, Joe, Mike Trudell handle on Twitter is Lakers reporter. That's what his handle is, Lakers reporter. He doesn't report Jack, you know what, on the Lakers. He asked Ash Woj's permission and it's, bend it's, it's, and bend. Hold on and sorry, bend sorry, over sorry. before he reports on Lakers news. And he's got Lakers reporter in his name. That's the funny thing. But that's what I mean about the Kentar, Joe, is that some of these guys just don't respect. And I agree with you in spirit there that that fans don't demand it. But there are some of us who watch that crap and kind of and ju- I laugh my ass off at it because I know for a fact that they don't respect uh, the majority of fans opinions. And the and the majority of NBA fans are smart basketball fans. They know what they're watching. And and to me, the problem is, is that not only is it a bunch of contempt, but then when it turns around on us, we have a bunch of disdain for them because they either live in their bubble, in that little bubble that the incestuous, uh, you know, tribes live in, or they either resent us for how, for knowing that there's contempt there or it's an outright rejection of us. And well, they don't matter anyway. Uh, I just wanted to mention that uh, John's uh, McKinley is saying that they have their proud Pacific division banners up. I oh, guess. God. Yeah. You know what? Uh, as soon as, as soon as the, <laughs> M- as soon as the NBA did away with home field, um, home court advantage, that went out the window too. That was, that was another thing uh, they got rid of. The, the the importance of uh, division banners for for some small market teams that means something. Well, I think it, we should have a show on how we can enhance the NBA's uh, wussiness in terms of playing every game. Yeah, the pussification. Make, the pussification. Okay, there you go. That's that's not a curse word. So the pussification of the NBA <laughs> can be solved in a few ways. I had a suggestion about making the regular season more regional. So that you don't have as much travel, therefore That's a great making, idea. therefore making the divisions more relevant, and then mm-hmm. instead of having these stupid play-ins and tournaments in the middle of the year, and 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 wasting our time, no one gives two craps about some tournament in December. Where the hell did that come from? I can understand the logic in the play-in because you want to kind of have this exciting part of the game before the playoffs. But the problem there is you eliminated the excitement of the trade deadline and free agency, which is what the only thing the NBA had ahead of the NFL was the free agency period. That's the only thing the NBA had over the NFL. The NFL's trade deadline is 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 quieter than a dead horse. Okay. <laughs> With the NBA, they own July. 
right? They own July. Major League Baseball doesn't own Jack Squad. I think the NFL outrates the, the World Series games when they have preseason games. So you have you had that and you kind of eliminated that. And the trade deadline for the for the NBA was just as exciting. It just doesn't last as long. So I I think I think we need to start. You know, if that's something that we we want we want to start talking about. I yeah, think and there and there are certain about. certain ideas that they have that culturally work in other parts of the world that aren't just going to work here. Like in season tournaments, that is a bad idea. That that will not work in North America. It just won't. It would if you had a regional game, regional type game. So remember the Big East, the Big yep. East. You know, when the Big East teams played, there was this pride. When Ohio State plays Michigan, there's this pride. When the Iron Bowl's playing with Alabama and Auburn, there's pride there. We don't have that here in the NBA anymore. There is no, no hey, let's let's have the Kings and the Lakers play four uh, preseason games in 2002 and let them beat the living piss out of them so that we can watch Rick Fox try to go catch Doug Christie in the locker room and then have Shaq try to keep Vlade Divac out of the way. You know, that's the stuff that doesn't exist anymore because everybody's friends now and everybody has to get along and all that crap. How about – and then, of course, when we do have a rivalry, when you do have Clay Thompson talking smack to the guys in Memphis, all of a sudden they're like, well, why are you guys creating all this dissension, man? What the hell's going on? Dude, that's what we want to see. We want to see Clay Thompson talking smack. I don't want to hear about how Clay – oh, well, Clay Thompson's this elitist guy. Oh, he's – so pompous because he's won championship. I'm like, dude, this is what we need. We need them to. I need Clay Thompson to banter with Bain and and Morant. That's what makes this thing work. Come on, man. I just love. I just love seeing Joe improvise there because I just saw a six three two fifty Spicoli. He did a he did a bang on Spicoli impression. That was beautiful. One of my favorite scenes is uh, when Stu Naham is interviewing him with the two chicks and he's dreaming. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't talk too much about that scene because there's softies out there. And, of course, Gerald will probably have a heart attack. But we, if you guys know that scene, you know what I'm talking about. I have played that line a hundred times all the way through. All the way through. Um, and so I thought that I think that's great that you mentioned that, uh, Sean. I think you and I are more in tune than you think. Shout out uh, to uh, Stu Nahan, uh, rest in peace on that. Oh, movie. what a great he, – and he had a f- hilarious – hilarious I, this was in rocky right yeah. where where uh i can't remember who the play-by-play was he goes i i, I you know we have a big crowd here and i <laughs> he goes i've never seen this many italians in one building in my life he goes, hey you said that i know me <laughs> i thought that was hilarious i thought i was hoping it i never found out if he was improvising but i thought that was a hilarious return on that comment um but anyways, going back to the to the Lakers, unfortunately, we we need to figure out uh, here in the next two weeks what what this team uh, is really going to go after here in 2023. Um, so we're 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 ten games through what I called the Savage Ten, and they're two and two. They beat Memphis, they beat Portland, they've lost to the Kings, and they've lost to the Clippers. Um we have one we have one win in the Pacific Division. Okay, and that's that's pathetic. That's pretty pathetic. It's pretty say. bad, but especially yes. when I think 
aren't four of those five teams at 500 or below Gerald? Yep. Yeah, that's brutal. That's uh, bad. Again, that's going back bad. to the, the, the it's not a murderer's row. The Clippers, Phoenix, Sacramento's leading the division. Sacramento. Go ahead, Joe. The Lakers. Okay, so the results of constant moving by these players has resulted in lack of pride, lack of team pride. So AD's only been a Laker for, what, three years? LeBron has been a Laker for five years. He, He might have a little bit there, but I don't know. I don't know. It might have been better if they had squared off in the Western Conference Finals in 2020, but that didn't happen. Uh, but you can't expect any rivalries because they don't stay anywhere. There's no reason for anyone to be prideful of their team losing to the Clippers in this in-city rivalry. And these guys don't care. Wenyan doesn't have any history there. It, Max Christie doesn't have any history. They don't. They don't. You're not gonna. I can't expect those guys to come in tonight and go. Oh, we're gonna beat the Clippers. I'm tired of losing. Max Christie's never played. I don't think he. When was the last time he played the Clippers? You know, he doesn't know. He doesn't have that feel. So there's a lot of this. It's it's it can sound like hey we're we're talking about the past, but I'm not. I'm not talking about the past. I'm talking about solutions to what people want to see. People like drama. People like banter. People like talking smack. Bring it back. Enhance it. Talk about it. Okay? And when a kid is coming from Argentina to watch his favorite player and his favorite player decides that he doesn't want to play, this wasn't an injury. He just didn't want to play tonight. You know what? You need to make light of that more. And I'm glad that TNT brought that up. But I think they brought it up just for the feel-good story that he got a jersey. And this was Shaq's Shaq's one of the few guys that can say what he wants and everyone listens. Okay. A lot of people think he's kind of a big kid, but he, people listen. He could have, he could have done something good on that telecast with whoever half those people were, oh, it? Jamal Crawford. And that, that panel was absolutely horrendous. I don't even know who the hell half those people were. Um, what, why didn't you say something to help the league? This is a, you don't have to dog on Jimmy Butler, but go, guys, this is what we're talking about here. These guys doing uh, load management cost this kid, no matter how many jerseys they give him, he's not leaving that arena thinking about, wow, I saw Jimmy Butler dunk over somebody, or I saw Jimmy Butler do it. And Shaq even said it. He goes, a big part of what him wanting to be an NBA player is, if what if Dr. J didn't show up that day he was, playing, he was watching with his dad, right? What, what would have happened? Would he have wanted to be an NBA player? When the Dream Team came out, Paul Gasol has said this on record. Paul Gasol said he wanted to be an NBA player when the Dream Team came into Barcelona. Because why? Well, he's from, he's from Spain. It, we don't realize. And why is Michael Jordan so popular? Why is Kobe Bryant so popular? Why? Because availability. Because people admire. Why did people admire Brett Favre? Why? Why did people admire Brett Favre for 20 years? Okay. He was a clown. He was, he still is. But one of the things that people admired about him before he became an official clown is he was always at work. He was available all the time and he fought through things and people admire that. We need can, to get can, back to that. Can someone confirm that, please? Um, I think it was, uh, he was Adam. The 26. Who... He passed away on the 26th. Yeah, he did. He passed away on the 26th, not the 25th. 
Yeah, he passed away on the twenty sixth. So uh, if 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 Anthony Davis did say that 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 was interesting, but his his anniversary is the twenty sixth. Yeah, so it's 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 possible he's Gerald. He's decided he wants to. Well, the Lakers don't play, I believe, on Kobe's anniversary. No, that'd be a Thursday. That'd be a Thursday. No, they play the twenty fifth. It would be twenty eighth. Yeah, so. Yeah, they they don't play on on his death anniversary, so uh, that's probably what he wanted to do to honor him. He's going to play twenty to twenty four minutes is what is being scheduled out for him as far as for tomorrow's game against San Antonio. Twenty four minutes, so interesting. That's what has already been tweeted out that it's twenty to twenty four minutes has been scheduled for him to go ahead as far as I would prefer game. eight minutes each quarter. <laughs> That would make it 32, which would be closer to what we probably would need to win. But we'll see. Maybe the Lakers, uh, much maligned and uh, all over the place, schizophrenic uh, supporting cast, can actually pick up the slack. Because like you, I think LeBron is not going to play unless he really feels good tomorrow after uh, you know him shooting so well today and uh, having such a sensational game. But getting back to the game, and then we'll go ahead and touch on some Rui stuff before we head on out. But... Sean, uh, when it comes to LeBron, these games at 38, you don't know how many more he's going to have where everything is clicking outside, inside. It just disturbs me. Well, not defense because defense, uh, there was some lapses that even he had. But offensively, it really is troubling to see him do so well. And yet the team provide him nothing as far as help. Oh, I, I, I agree 100%, Gerald. Um, we're getting down to the bottom of the bag where all the coins are and throwing them in the wishing well and w- wishing and hoping LeBron has a 45, 50-point game. They're getting fewer and fewer and fewer, and sooner or later the bag's going to be empty and there won't be a well anymore. So they need to really seriously discuss like Joe was saying, seriously discuss what the plan is. Because if you don't really have one for the trade deadline, then you need to refocus on making him available for decisions that you're making. I mentioned that he did not have a good game on defense on the offensive side. He had a truly outstanding. He was, he, he didn't, but he was picking it up. In the middle of the third quarter, he he was active. He was g- getting his hands on a lot of deflections. Yes, it wasn't a it wasn't a great performance by anyone defensively tonight. But he was hustling on both ends. He, for God's sakes, he almost decapitated a young woman tonight. Yeah, uh, I diving mean, you want for, for a loose ball. And diving, yeah, diving yeah, over the, the, the crowd. They're down sixteen points, and he's diving for a loose ball. There's no excuse for anybody else on that bench to not give 100% and nobody decided to give 100% except him. It's inexcusable. And that I I think that's what that's what frustrates him the most is that he was hauling his ass to try and keep us in the game and nobody was there for a life preserver because he was tired. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break.
Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do fall 133 to 115 to the Clippers tomorrow. Game starts at 7.30 on uh, Lakers Network. We'll actually cover it again, playback.tv slash Lakers fast break for you. And then after the game, of course, the best Lakers post game that's out there with the best Lakers chat room that's out there right here at the Lakers fast break. If you have any questions for us, Lakers fast break at yahoo.com or wherever you get your social media, you can leave it right here on YouTube. Please like and subscribe and also as well everywhere we're at on social media. But before we head on out, guys, AD's coming back tomorrow. Rui's come back, coming back tomorrow. Walker and Reeves, although Walker is now, you know, replaced none on the attach him to a trade type deal now. So his name is now popped up on that. So we don't know how much longer we're going to have him, but he's expected to come back in the next few days. Joe, I want to ask you this. When it comes to all these additions, we're getting back to the lineup. Is this the kind of infusion of talent that we really need? What talent infusion? Well, AD to start off with, and then Rui Hashimura at some point in time very soon, Reeves and and Bonnie Walker the fourth. I mean, that's a little bit of talent, hmm. maybe. AD at least. I'd like yeah. to see, I'd like to see if it lasts more than two weeks, though. And that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I like the I like the unbreakable comment in mm-hmm. in note to M Night Shyamalan. So. Uh, oh, you, you know, yeah. it, Jamie, when Jamie was talking about uh, the other day when the whole AD th- saga, two weeks from today, uh, two weeks from tomorrow, it reminded me of that scene from uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Where, uh, have you seen that, Gerald? Yes. Okay. Where he goes into the general store and he wants he wants to buy hair nuts and the guy tells him yeah i can order you the hair nuts but it'll take a couple weeks and he wants to order a car part and he says yeah it'll take a couple weeks that that's what it seems like with this ad science he's like it's a geographical oddity it's like he's two weeks from everywhere from coming back that's true. Very great movie. And we had a lot of great movie discussions. We needed to do something to distract everyone that was watching the game on playback.tv. It's painful, ladies and gentlemen, but we, uh, Nick, we stuttered through it. Nick was awesome on our, our chat. Hopefully he'll be able to start coming on our live shows in the not too distant future. Looking forward to that. He was awesome on playback. Joe, Sean, forever Laker 24. Got to give him a shout out. He was great in our chat on playback as well, but this crowd here tonight, really great as well. Cannot go ahead and say enough good things. Although I think we all need to check out eBay to see if there's a Jimmy Butler jersey sign that's going on sale tonight. If that's what I do. But before we head on out, Joe, any last thoughts? Uh, we need to pick up it up. It's got to start tomorrow. It's got to start tomorrow because, as we said, Boston, you know, we're not expecting great things when we head into Boston on Saturday. But we should, no doubt, take this game tomorrow against San Antonio. I would wait to see how that plays out. We should win, but um, I'm hoping that the Lakers can uh, wake up tomorrow morning and understand that they can't be lackadaisical either and try to get this win and get back to focusing on getting to 500. 
and getting ready for Saturday's big game against Boston. You beat Boston on Saturday. Uh, the sting of losing to these uh, slappers would, would lessen a little bit. Yep. And hopefully uh, AD doesn't uh, have a gnat fall on his arm and, 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 and pull, full, you know, fall over. You know, we can't have that happen. Uh, yeah, we, we can uh, – we're going to have to – we're going to have to wait and see. Yeah. There is no comfortable piece of this team. It's just – it's it, even when he plays well, should he play well tomorrow, we're never really going to have uh, the ability. It's kind of like – and I, I, I it's, it's like a, a cancer patient that goes into remission. It's always going to be there, even if it never comes back. It's always there. It's always – you're always thinking about, is it coming back? Is it coming back? And for me, I don't have any confidence in AD ever playing healthy for the rest of his career. Uh, I just wish we had enough talent to supplant it so that we could use him when it matters in the end, but we haven't even been able to do that. Sean, any last thoughts on the way out, my friend? I, I mean, it's going to be a very interesting game to see tomorrow, to see how AD is integrated back into the lineup, to see how Rui is going to play in his first game with the Lakers. Very interested and intrigued to see for altogether different reasons. And then as uh, Forever Laker 24 said, he said this is one of the biggest roller coaster seasons in recent memory for him. And I have a tendency to agree that this team is a roller coaster. And right now it's been all up and downs. Yeah, Gerald. Um, that was a great comment by uh, Lakers Forever. 24 it was so true um it, you know people might turn to the 2012 2013 it was more of a roller coaster but the, that season was more ebb and flow it was up and down up and down um this one has just been crazy twists and turns along with the ups and downs so it, it fits the roller coaster analogy to a t this is the roller coaster season um, they need to win tomorrow. I don't care how. I don't care by how many points. It doesn't matter. They need to win. That that is as close to a must win as you can get. And you know what depressing is is about this is John says last season was a train wreck, and we all agree that's that it was, was a train wreck. Yeah, but at this point in the season, they had a better better record than the Lakers do now. Okay. All right. I'll we can we can definitely two things can be true at once. It's true that we have that <laughs> that the the team from last year had a better record than we do now. The sense of optimism is very different. Oh, vastly, absolutely. Vastly because different. Of, because of the parity in the league and the fact that 5 to 13th is uh 5th through 13th is actually uh what about three games separating between all those teams? Yes, a hundred percent. So th that that's kind of what's been the equalizer here is that the landscape around the NBA has has um, basically defer defaulted downwards, and instead of having eight to ten pretty good to really good teams, you really only have half of that this year. And, um, God, 75, 80% of the good teams are in the East. Um, only Denver and Memphis have really separated themselves 
from the rest of the uh, flotsam and jetsam that's in the West right now, and that includes us. Um, again, Gerald, because there's so many sardines packed in this can, somebody's going to have to bite the bullet and separate themselves some way, somehow. So somebody's going to eat a first-round pick or two to try and ascend themselves into a better position. It's going to happen. Uh, Zangerstein, yes, you can compare last season to this season because it is statistics, and uh, you have to go by what the statistics say. Yes, it is a difference as far as this season with our, as far as the teams that are above the Lakers in the conference, which are very much closer than the way it was last season. So you can compare I didn't say that, again, that it's it's a comparison that's unfavorable. It is a comparison nonetheless. But I will say, Z, as always, I respect your opinion, but it is something right now with the Lakers, if they just get on another run, can find themselves in the mix once again. But how many more times do we have failures like this, Joe, where they have these setbacks, then they have to go on a three- to five-game winning streak just to get relevant once again? How many more times do the Lakers have to go through this before we actually get competitive in the Western Conference? You can't build a consistency unless you have continuity. The continuity has never been there, at least hasn't been there for three seasons now, almost three seasons. There was continuity in 2020 because everybody played. Now, there was a break in March, but AD wasn't hurt. LeBron wasn't hurt. The Lakers from November to March, had a progression. They were beating the teams they were supposed to beat at the begin at the first half, and they were losing those close games against the really good teams 90% of the time. But it started to change right, after, right around that all-star break time, and they started beating Milwaukee and the Clippers, and they were, they were progressing. And that, that is what normally would happen with a team that just – freshly started playing with each other you're talking about all new players that are playing together but there was continuity there was consistency and you're not getting that the last three seasons it's too many injuries and too many bad decisions by the front office that have create that have created this just fractured culture it's a fractured culture of basketball and then you factor in the mental capacity of the stars these days and how they want to take days off whenever they want to. There's really no, I mean, LeBron's really the last of the guys that probably really does the work before he gets on the court. Who's really out there? I'm sure there are a few others, but I'm talking about in the realm of that kind of player, like the an all-time great, a, a, a top 20 top 10 player like even Luca Luca is playing off his talent right now Luca Luca's not going to be able to do this in the next five years heck he even said it they asked him are you gonna you know what do you think about your game and LeBron's he's like I'm not going to be here 20 years <laughs> I'm not going to be here 20 years he likes to eat too much he likes to have fun too much LeBron likes to have fun but LeBron takes care of his business LeBron was eating fish when everyone else was eating steak from the beginning and for those of you who don't know what the difference between steak and fish are, well, your bones and your skin and all that stuff's going to do a little bit different things when you're eating the red meat versus eating the fish. And you don't need to be a, a nutritionist to know that. So 
the Lakers are not going to amount to squat in terms of what they're supposed to do until Anthony Davis figures out if he's going to ever be healthy again at this point. And then Rob and Jeannie need to figure out we don't if, – if, if AD can't stay healthy, you need to <laughs> do something this summer to find someone who will be available so that LeBron, your guy, can have a chance at doing what he wants to do, which is win titles. That's what he's here for, to win titles or to compete for titles, not to compete for play-ins. Come on. Get with it. Get with it indeed. But once again, the Lakers didn't get with it, spoiling a great offensive performance from LeBron James with 46 points as the Lakers lose 133 to 115. Also upsetting Joe's uh, predictions for a great victory for the Lakers. Hopefully they can come back tomorrow with a big victory, which will help you know, ease some of the pain from what they're going through right now. And the fact that the Lakers actually have to do that now that they're 13th in the Western conference with a 22 and 26 record, uh, Sean, you know, it doesn't get any simpler than they must win tomorrow and the winning must be consistently starting now that AD is back to at least give you something before, like, like everybody's saying before he may go out again. A hundred percent Gerald. And, uh, uh, I don't have it in front of me, Gerald, but it, uh, if you could double-check who the Boston Celtics are playing either Thursday or Friday, I'd really appreciate it. We'll do. Um, we'll do that. Tomorrow is a must-win. and I know that's a sad thing to say, especially when you're facing the slumping, sucky San Antonio Spurs. Um, the only thing good in San Antonio is the guacamole. Um, uh, they play. They play. They're at home against the Knicks on Thursday. Just to let you okay, know. so that's what the that's probably a TNT game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and then all uh, right. Saturday is the uh, prime time game at five. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you need to find you need to find a way to win tomorrow. And I think if LeBron's rested one, two, three days. And AD's on a minutes restriction. I think you got a puncher's chance with them. We only lost by four points to the Boston Celtics at home. And it was in over it took them to beat us in overtime. So I think people uh, I think one aspect of rivalries that people often uh lose sight of because it's it's sort of what you want to see makes you blind that Chris Cornell uh, beautiful lyric is that you throw out the records with rivalries, just throw them the hell out the window. It doesn't matter how good or how bad you are. Certain, certain teams just get up for one another. And for some reason, when it comes to the rivalry between us and the Clippers, they get up for it more than we do. It's just that simple. It's just that simple talent side. They get up for the game. We don't. They always they always look at it as their game seven in the NBA Finals, uh, and what? it'll probably probably be the that till the day that sad franchise uh, comes to an end. I want to actually, yeah, if I may, add the end this conversation and end tonight's show on a nice note, and that is the Lakers in AD's absence, Joe and Magic, were were ten and ten. 
which not you know, bad. Ha- not bad. That's not bad. Uh, I mean, all bad. things considering, we need to go ahead and put things in perspective. When it was LeBron against the world for twenty games, ten and ten with this kind of roster, that's that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, it's it's which, it's which makes not, that start uh, of two and ten that much worse. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's 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 not medium rare steak, but it's not it's not uh, spam either. It's a nice shepherd's pie. Mike Tomlin's never had a, a losing it's record. It's not pork chop and beans. No, and, uh, it's not pork three chop. Three playoff and beans. wins in twelve years. So, yeah, pork chop yeah, and beans are fantastic. They're not just I, okay. I remember us. You know, at that time when AD went down, we're thinking the season's done and then the toilet. And uh, I think that the Lakers to be still in a position where they can reach the playoffs if they go on a little bit of a run that, that, here. Yeah, that Gerald, that's to be commended. If you if you won ten of fifteen, if you ran off that kind of streak, I think you'd be the sixth seed right now. At the very least, you might possibly be the fifth. So yeah, all it takes is 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 just stringing together a uh, seven hundred winning streak in twenty games or six fifty in thirty. We got thirty. We got thirty four games left. I think they need to go at least twenty and fourteen. So that would put you at around forty wins, forty two wins. Mm-hmm. I think that might get you into into. The six seed at because we sure as hell we sure as hell weren't thinking that the forty two wins this season would would be would get you in the Western Conference playoffs. Hell no, it was like a minimum fifty. Yep, yep, yeah. Joe, I mean, I I know you're being a little bit facetious and tongue in cheek when you talk about this, but (laughs) come on, ten and ten while AD's been away, and ten and twelve with uh, Austin Reeves and Lonnie Walker out of the lineup as well. Uh, I like the ten and ten better without AD, but you know that's that's still not all that bad. The ten and ten would have been fine had we not started two and ten. Yeah, uh, we 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 needed to go. We needed to go uh, eight and seven. No, that's bad math. Uh, Something like five and seven. We we needed to go. We needed to go thirteen and seven. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know why I read that as ten games. Anyways, uh, (laughs) that was Scott Steiner math there for you. I I don't. Scott Steiner had like two minutes explaining his math. Oh my god. Uh, My my my. Don't uh, take steroids. My observation. Yeah, it's no. But he he did have one of the best physiques in the game. But he. uh, But the the. I'm more looking at the end result because that's what this franchise is about. We're, we're here to compete for championships. And if it doesn't work, regardless of what happened, it's, it's a failed season, especially when you have a prime AD and LeBron James still playing. Well, it's a wasted year again. And there has to be something that changes at the end of the year. If this doesn't work out. Uh, the correction on what Z was saying was 10 to 12 games without uh, Lonnie and Austin. So I want to go ahead and correct on that, uh, what she Correct. was saying. Thank but, you. Uh, still, 10 to 10, uh, you know, as far as that's concerned, the Lakers and, and have been all over the place. But 
that two and 10 start, uh, you know, we see, we saw it last year with new Orleans where they had that horrendous start and they came back to be a, a playoff team with some fight against Phoenix in that first round, Sean. Uh, I mean, I think we could take solace in that if the Lakers can follow that same path, the Lakers by the end of this year, if they stay healthy and you know, that's a very big, if uh, can provide some noise in the Western conference with or without a trade. Yes, Gerald, absolutely. Um, I think uh, moving forward, you know, they got to stop with the teases. Like, get to 500. Once they get to 500, <laughs> whatever that may be, I think that's when that's when people will start to say, okay, maybe now they're starting to put put it together. Or at least glue what they have back together. Because, um, again, I realize that there are more buyers than sellers at this point. But somebody always comes out of the bunch and says, yep, we think we got the right mix and we're willing to sacrifice part of our future or a portion of our future to get better. There's always there's always that one GM and all it takes is one knucklehead to to overpay for everything. And we saw what the Timberwolves did in the in the offseason. They were the knuckleheads of the offseason. There's gonna be a knucklehead at the trade deadline. And the Lakers need to figure do something because it's not like reinforce reinforcements aren't gonna help. It's not uh, bring in the cavalry, Jim. We got this. No, you you need serious artillery on the front lines if you want to compete. And uh, like you said, Gerald, it's not really out there. At least well, we'll what see. we can see. Yep, what we can see right now. Uh, but we'll see in, in, what, less than three weeks. Uh, last question for Joe from Gotta Be The Shoes. Joe, you you think Rob Snake in the Grass Palenka picking up anybody significant? No, I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, because there's the, the league knows that they need help, and they're going to try to take those assets that actually have value, which is the 27 and 29 pick. Any other assets they have don't don't really do much. Yeah, expiring contracts. But back to what I was saying, most of the teams that would make a trade. Other than Detroit, which has a 34-year-old Bogdanovich, I'm not giving – I'll give a second round, a late second round for Bogdanovich at 34, even though he's probably what we need in terms of perimeter shooting. But that's it. Um, anyone else is competing for something. So what is going to be – who's going to – I have never seen a team tank when they're close to a playoff spot. At least I don't remember anything like that happening. So what makes you think Indiana's going to trade Miles Turner and 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 Heald and all these guys when they're just a few games away from making the playoffs? What? I, I, none of this makes sense. Make it make sense to me. Then tell me. Then ask me. Then comment to us. As of right now, we are not likely going to see anything major happen unless there's a team that finally says, you know what, I got to unload this crazy contract, <clears throat> Charlotte, and I'm going to take whatever I can get. But who do they have that's really impactful? You have an injured 
guy, a small guard that's good. Who who's impactful out there that they're going to trade? Who Bradley Beal out of Washington? No one's going to take that contract. Damian Lillard, sure, we would love Damian Lillard, but Portland would have two people at their games if Damian Dame is not there. So what is it? What's going to happen? And you also have to factor in that you have a general manager who is loathed by the league, loathed by the fan base, and is desperate. You never lose a trade to a desperate opponent. And that's not going to happen here. It's just not. Uh, I expect nothing to happen. Maybe another small, minute trade, but nothing major. I'm hoping I'm wrong, but I'm usually not. Once again, it's the Lakers falling short of Joe's projected. Did I, did I predict that they'd win today? No, you, you didn't. I just out. said that they need to blow this team out. I didn't. All right. I didn't predict. So you ever put lies out there again, G? I'm going to find you. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> you already know where I live. I gave you my dang Christmas card. <laughs> oh, Joe's got the crazy eyes. <laughs> there you go. Put words in my mouth. But go back All to right. the tape. Joe's about, Joe, Joe's about well, we, to go. You don't Jim, like the word Joe, hopeful, Joe's about to go. So. Chris Everett on Jim Rome. That's yes. one of the yeah. funniest segments ever. <laughs> I don't think you'll call me Chris again. Oh yeah, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and there he goes. Yep. I oh, that, that was well. great. I didn't so know who the hell Jim Rome was until then. So once again, it's the Lakers. Break. The Lakers do win or not? No, sorry. They uh, unfortunately fall short in Joe's hopeful blowout, mm-hmm. but it's the other way around as the Lakers do lose 133 to 115. We'll be back tomorrow for the Lakers. Any projections now? Do you want to go ahead and, and bank a win now, Joe? Yes, they're going to win. Yes, okay, I Sean predict is. that Rob Polinka will suck. Tomorrow, just like he sucks today. (laughs) Great prediction indeed. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate you watching and listening. We'll be back tomorrow for playback. playback Playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. He still has it. He still has it. Someone someone needs to find out what car he drives. And and you just you wait for you wait for him to park it and wherever he goes in. You put a bumper sticker on the back says, I finally traded for a wing. Okay. But now you need to do more. It's like, what have you done for me lately? If that's all you get, as I said on the two-hour plus Rui Hashimura deep dive, if that's all you do and that before the trade deadline, then it's not a big win for the Lakers. It's mm-hmm. not a big win because Rui Hashimura does not a good trade season make. Let's just put it that way. But once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break. If you have any questions for us or comments, please go ahead and hit us up, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com or wherever you get your social media. It's at Lakers Fast Break. We thank you for watching and listening, and we'll see you tomorrow for playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. Be a part of that. And, of course, the best post game in town, in any town, on the Los Angeles Lakers in the NBA, and the best chat room, as always. Zangerstein, Jim, John, Got to be the shoes, Alan. So many great names, so many great faces. Uh, appreciate it, Tycoon Rave. Juan. I, I I just like to say, Gerald, we have the best, the best chat crew in 
North America. A hundred percent. I would go to Battle Royale with all these guys against every other fan base online. Oh, no doubt. Their knowledge, their passion, and they've been with us through this roller coaster. Just thank you. Thank you, guys. No, thank you, Z. Thank you, everyone, for being a part of what we do, and we'll see you tomorrow right here. Yes, Joe's trying to... Oh, he's going to... He's got the feels. (laughs) The one tier he has. (laughs) The one tier indeed. But appreciate everybody for watching and listening, and we'll see you tomorrow right here at the Lakers Fast.